let me open my notes here. Oh, hang on, Gavin. No way home. Tr- or it just dropped. Just now? Just now. Well, should we start the podcast and then just do a live reaction? But, like, when we... No. Well, I mean, maybe. Uh, I'll watch it on my end. You watch it on your end because when you, like, share the audio, it's laggy for me. Okay. So. Hold on. But it did drop. Yeah, it literally just got a notification on my phone. All right, all right. Let's watch it and meet you back here in two minutes. You just had the event. Let's, okay. let's bring up on screen. Bow with me, bow with me. Bow. Hang on, hang on. Where to, where to go? No Way Home trailer. Where is it at? Are you sure we shouldn't record this? Our reactions are like, oh my God, oh my God. Okay, but it is locked in your end, you said. Now okay, well, you, don't, you don't need to share your screen and audio. I mean, we can talk right now. Okay. Like, like we'll just watch it. Okay, give me a sec. I'm going to pull it up. And Cue then it we'll up. Just, we'll All right, I'm going to back it up. Even, you know, the tra- there's always that five-second trailer before the trailer. I'm backing it up to zero. Uh, what's going on, everybody? It's Michael B. Jordan. Shut up. Right <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. It's Michael B. Jordan. You're about to watch the new Spider-Man trailer. Okay, hang on. Okay. All right, Jordan, I got it queued up. So, so we'll do a quick little thing real quick. So Daniel and I are about to watch the brand new spider-man no way home trailer literally dropped as we started recording so we're just going to do a quick live live reaction jordan and i have it synced up on our end okay you ready jordan i'm ready hit play on one so ready in three two one ever since i got bit by that spider I've only had one week where my life has felt normal. That was when you found out. (laughs) How adorable. Wow. When you botched that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. We started getting some visitors. Every universe. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Electro. Hello, Peter. Doc Ock. I'm most excited to see him again, I think. You're not Peter Parker. Look at that. Oh. I'm sorry, what was your name again? Dr. Otto Octavius. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? There are others out there. We need to send them back. So, Scooby-Doo this crap. You know, all this is kind of your mess. I know a couple magic words myself, starting with the word please. (laughs) Please, Scooby-Doo this crap. You're flying out into the darkness. Oh, JJ! Fight ghosts. What do you mean? They all die fighting Spider-Man. It's their fate. I'm sorry, kid. Yeah, me too. Don't. Look, there has to be another way. There isn't. They're a danger to our universe. Ooh. You're not gonna take this away from me. Oh, there he is, Electro. You're struggling. Everything you want while the world tries to make you. Nice. Okay, okay. 
Who's in, man? My fault. I can't save everyone. There you go. Oh, there's the. Oh shit! There's lizard. Lizard. They're starting to come through, and I can't stop them. December 17th, exclusively at movie Toby? Tickets on sale November 29th. Oh. Okay, okay, no new Spider-Man, but I mean, we saw... Okay, so we saw Doc Ock, obviously we knew about that. We saw the Sam Raimi Green Goblin. I'm pretty sure we also saw the uh, amazing Spider-Man Green Goblin. Either that or Harry Osborn Spring Goblin. I don't think it didn't. It kind of reminded me of that, but it looked more like the uh, the Green Goblin from the Amazing Spider-Man. But we also have Electro from the Amazing Spider-Man. Lizard. Oh man, this is gonna be crazy. Crazy stuff. Well, cool. And still, like, I mean, yes, more confirmed. I mean, again, this would have been a movie. I mean, it kind of sucks that we don't live in an era where we we get six trailers now, essentially. And I'm like, man, I'm not going to lie. I would have loved just being like, Spider-Man No Way Home, December 17th. Come see it. But damn. Okay, sweet. It's, oh, man, that's amazing. I'm glad I got that notification. Woo. Nice. Okay. All right. Well, with that, we can start the rest of the show. Alrighty. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Moves and Brews podcast, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and staring through the screen here is Daniel. Hello, hello. So today we are doing a double feature, right, Daniel? Yep. <laughs> we are doing a double feature. Last night in Soho and the French Dispatch. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and. Let's get the show on the road. Because Daniel Ooh. and I need to get out and go see Paranorman tonight in theaters. Yeah, that's right. 15 years of Leica. Heck yeah. Looking forward to it. Alrighty. Well, what's going on, Daniel? Oh, nothing much. Pretty hyped for that trailer that we just the watched. New though. Spider-Man trailer. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, seeing all the villains. God, seeing Defoe's Goblin. As much as I really want them to change that suit, it was still see cool seeing his Goblin again. Well, it looks like they cleaned it up a little bit. It doesn't I look exactly so. the same. It, it looks like they cleaned it up and helped make it look a little less ridiculous, but I mean... Slightly less Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that suit reminded me of back in the day. Total Power Ranger. Yeah, but like but... even the Green Ranger suit looked cooler than that. That is true. His was the coolest one. Yeah, Tommy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good stuff, though. Wow, what a cool trailer. So, it's that time of year, Daniel. I know you had one of these earlier in the week. I know, I drank all of them. <laughs> all of them already? I have Deschutes Juba Ale. Woo! Which is one of my favorite winter ales. Very nice. And yeah, of course I drank all of them. I bought it on, like, Friday. And then Gab oh, and I hung out. Delicious. This is my first one of the year. Oh, so good. Very nice. Love the um, sale. Good, good. I tried it because I'm like, I didn't have it in a while, but you always talk about it. Not my favorite, but still solid. I love it. I don't, yeah, like I'm like, oh, cool, cool. Probably won't buy another batch though. I don't know. Not, not really my thing. 
And I just have a straight out of Portland IPA because apparently I drank, we, we, I thought I had more beer. I did not. And I think I had one of these last week. Well, it's a solid IPA at least. I was just a break side having a couple new ones today. Nice. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been there in a few weeks. So it was nice to go back. Nice. Been so busy lately. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Chew ale. Delicious. Well, yeah, I guess the only thing, big thing for for movie news is a brand new Spider-Man trailer has now officially dropped. And it looks well, pretty sweet. I mean, that's true. But we also had Disney Plus Day where they announced that's a true. shitload. I know. So I'm like, we're not going to talk about everything. We're not going to talk about most things in depth. But it is cool to, because that's pretty much the rest of the movie news, is Disney Plus Day happened, what was it, Friday? The tw- It happened on the 12th. Let me see. So yeah, that was last Friday where unfortunately it was a weird thing. I thought it was going to be streaming, uh, but apparently most of it was just on Twitter. They're just announcing new stuff. And then there were a couple sections where you would stream it on Disney plus, and then it would go back to just announce stuff on Twitter. It was really weird. So oh, I, just weird. Kinda... I thought it'd be more like the DC one. Yeah, same. I thought it was just going to be a live stream where they just made a bunch of announcements, but it wasn't. So it was a little, it felt less eventy, but we still got a lot of cool stuff. I mean, one, I totally forgot that a Willow original series is coming. Oh, yeah. Willow. And that comes out in 2022. Now, is that going to have Warwick Davis in it? Yeah. Okay. He's going to be in it. That'd be cool. um, I will definitely check that out. I love that movie. Yeah. And then we got a few little mini itty bitty tra- like teasers for the Moon Knight, uh, the Moon Knight, the She-Hulk, and the Miss Marvel MCU series. Um. I'm excited to see Moon Knight. I don't know anything about the character. She-Hulk, I'm also excited for. I know a little bit more about her character, and I've read a couple comics where she was featured in it. Yeah, I think She-Hulk, uh, is, She-Hulk is probably my more anticipated. And I read a, I've read a little bit of, of Ms. Marvel, but I haven't read a lot of her comics. I mean, what, what, what is Moonlight? Moon Knight is... I don't, I don't know. Like I just know that his whole thing is white. He has a cool mask, and like he's kind of a psychopath. I, I don't know. I really don't know much about his. Are, are we ever going to get the Silver Surfer again? Like, is he going to be in the MCU? They might bring him back whenever they bring in the Fantastic Four, probably. Okay, because yeah, for it not being a great movie, I still liked his part in this the uh, Fantastic Four film a few years ago, and that cartoon that we used to have back in the late nineties was pretty sweet. Yeah, I never actually watched the one, but I've heard about it. Uh, yeah, let's see. We also have a Spider-Man freshman year animated TV show, which apparently will be canon for the MCU. Like, so we'll probably see where, like, I don't know how little Katie or like how adult it's going to be. It's probably going to be more kiddish than anything else. But, you know, I just, I would, I'm like, it'd be cool if it was more canon that it would have more of a storyline through, but we'll see. Interested. Uh, we got an Agatha Agatha into the Harkness, I think is what it was called from uh WandaVision. She's getting her own spin-off TV show. Kind of interested to see where that goes. Just because I'm more, I'm not necessarily interested in the character, but I'm interested in more of like the magical side of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh and then we also in this they had a zombie in M or a Marvel zombies uh episode in What If, and that's actually a famous like comic book run that they did a while ago. But they we're getting a Marvel Zombies animated TV show. So <laughs> yeah, hopefully that, that'll be more of like the storyline in the comics, which that, is really that could cool be pretty thing. fun. A little, little one-off show about yeah, I don't know. That could be fun. 
Then we also got like a little tease, like very little for the Secret Invasion, uh, Secret Invasion MCU series, which also is a big comic book event that they did, I think, in the nineties. That's cool. And some of the cooler things that I know you were really excited for was that the X-Men 97 animated TV show, which is going to be a direct continuation of the 90s X-Men series. That'll be interesting. Yeah, it's, I kind of forget how that series ended. I don't even remember if it just was just canceled. It might have been one of those things where it's just canceled and never really had a conclusion, con- conclusive ending to it. But uh, yeah, that's it one I need pr- to go back and rewatch. Same, because I've never actually watched it through and through. It's good. I mean, I just loved the 90s Spider-Man because it got a little bit of everything. You know, mm-hmm. you got the Punisher in there. You had Blade. You had Morbius. You had Venom and Carnage. You also had him visiting the X Men for a couple episodes when he's turning into the Man Spider. Hmm. You know. So. Well, what do you know? Put out flypaper, catch a spider. <laughs> Make exactly. one wrong move, please. In your shish kebab. In your shish kebab. <laughs> I don't know how I still remember that line, but. That is Spider-Man and Wolverine's first meeting. <laughs> yeah, we had oh a little bit outside. Of, I mean, we have so much. I mean, they, we got no Kenobi, but I don't know if you saw us, but they announced Prey, which is a Predator prequel that's going to come to Hulu in 2022. Did they put out a trailer for Kenobi? I didn't see one. They did not. not Everybody, the, Star Wars was notably absent from the presentation or anything. They didn't announce any new Star Wars stuff. Um. I mean, we got looks at the new Hocus Pocus, which, you know, I'm not huge. Like, I never Hocus grew up. I didn't grow up with that movie. So I've seen it like once. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I could see why kids that liked it. You know, if you saw it at eight and liked it, you'd still like it as an adult, I guess, for nostalgia reasons. But yeah, I mean, Shallow really liked it. I watched it last year with her and it, that was fun. Yeah, because otherwise, because I've only seen it like once as an adult. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's it's, it's all right. <laughs> I mean, one thing I was really excited about is a book series that was popular when I was a kid was the Spiderwick Chronicles, and they're doing a live-action series with it. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Which was cool. They made a live-action movie, but it didn't do well, so they never made anything else. <laughs> so I'm excited to see. That'll be cool. That was kind of like my Lemony Snick. It's like they were kind of the same era. I wonder if they'll uh, I don't bring know. The... I'm sorry, go ahead. I, was just, I wonder if they'll bring the boxcar children to life. That was my era. I'm surprised with like Netflix doing the Babysitters Club like TV show. I'm surprised we haven't heard anything about. I like, could see it's a cartoon or live action, honestly. But yeah, I'm surprised they'd never have. You totally could. Cartoon would be a fun one, I think, for the boxcar children. Honestly, it would be cartoon would be good. I for something like that, especially for like a mystery, it would be fun to like just split like the books because they're pretty simple. You could do like, I feel like like two episodes per book would be kind of good where you're like you have the intro you have the conclusion you have the setup you have the conclusion you know if you wanted to make it a little bit more invested i don't think you would need like a season per book for those no definitely not no No. each yeah like i said two maybe two episodes per book is all you would need at the very least like or at the very most like three but um yeah i mean those are kind of like the big stuff i don't really know i don't i'm looking at all the other lists there's just a bunch of little stuff uh, but yeah, no, they announced 
bunch of stuff that was pretty much the majority was MCU related with their Disney Plus series. I mean, Hawkeye's comes out next week too, which hopefully that'll be good. I'm interested because I do like the character and we just don't get a lot of him. So I'm surprised. I mean, for all the characters, I think his series made the most sense to give him a little bit more of a spotlight. I hope it's good. Yeah, still need to get caught up on my Loki and stuff and what ifs. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Lots of watching. stuff. And they also announced a what if season two, which is exciting. Oh, uh, nice. Nice. Yeah, I just so, yeah, started just a lot, a lot of stuff coming in the next few years. I mean, they announced stuff that's at least like through like 2023 was the latest, I think they announced. Like the X-Men show isn't gonna come out till next or till 2023. Oh wow, okay. But I mean, thinking about it, I'm like, well, 25 year be... anniversary. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah, I don't know. So that's pretty much all I have from same me voice actors all these years later. I they didn't say because you probably yeah, to, to transition probably... from that to go from where well, yeah the voice acting in that show to new ones would just be strange but maybe it'll work I don't know because some of them were pretty distinct voices like the not... guy that voiced Wolverine would not want to hear somebody else voice Wolverine yeah it'll be interesting because that 90s you probably don't remember this, but that 90s TV show had a very Canadian voice cast too yeah so i'll be interested to see if they get the same people i hope so but we'll see just get hugh jackman back the voice just for voicing i mean that'd be kind of cool but at the same time i feel like it would be better for especially because this is such a fan servicey thing to make a direct sequel that it would kind of feel like a dis it would feel like a pretty big disservice to not get at least some of the cast back hopefully if not all of it at least yeah. the most distinguished characters be like seth MacFarlane not doing peter griffin it just wouldn't work it just wouldn't work <laughs> mm-hmm. okay so that's pretty much all i have that's all righty well i think we should just dive right in because yeah we have two movies to go over yep and yeah, Pino and I are slightly time crunched today because we're going to go see Paranorman in theaters. And I think there's just going to be all spoiler talk, too. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah. Then... At least for last night in Soho, like you can't really spoil the French Dispatch, except for, I mean, you could if you like spoil how the movie's uh, built, I guess. Please lock me away. And don't allow the day here inside where I hide with my loneliness. Well, first things first, we're going to talk last night in Soho. Let me grab my phone here and pull up. I am very, very. Can't wait for new ghost. Jordan's going to pull it up and like, okay, I'll do the intro. Writ or er, directed by Edgar Wright, starring one of the Doctor Who's, the the girl from the Queen's Gambit, because I don't remember anybody's name. And Jojo Rabbit and old. Is she in the Queen's Gambit? Was she the big sister in Jojo Rabbit? Uh might have been. I don't remember now. Anyway, last night in Soho. Written directed by Edgar Wright, starring Thompson McKenzie. Anya Taylor Joy, Matt Smith, Diana Rigg, and a whole bunch of others. Mm-hmm. Including who could forget Connor Calland is drunk student. Mm-hmm. 
and Jose Zeri as student at party. <laughs> yeah, Jojo Rabbit that is what she is from. Thompson McKenzie. Yeah, Jojo Rabbit. She was in the Shumla Old that neither one of us saw. Sweet. Only been in a few things, but yeah. Well, I kind of want to see. I know we saw this like a week or so apart. Yeah. So I've not actually heard any your thoughts on this movie, Daniel. I know it was probably one of your biggest anticipated films of the year. It definitely was. You're a big Edgar Wright fan. He did a couple of your favorite films, Baby Driver and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yeah. So very high expectations for this movie. You saw it recently. Yeah, yeah I know. I saw it last week because, you know, I was gone for an entire week. Uh, and so I hadn't got a chance to it, but I saw it. Uh, I was definitely was hyped to go see it because everything that Edgar Wright's put out, like I'm a fan of. I mean, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World literally came out when I was 15. 16, 15 or 16 so like i was at the right age to be like oh my god this is so fucking cool <laughs> you know uh i need to see that again that's been too long yeah i mean it's one of my favorites i saw it in theaters again when they did a re-release a few months ago like it was a good time i love me and you know that's something that i have realized is most of my favorite movies have something to do with music if it's either about music like uh What's that movie called? Almost Famous. Almost Famous, yeah. Yeah. It, whether it's about music, like Almost Famous also just has an awesome soundtrack. Or if it's like, just like Scott Pilgrim where like all the songs in it are just amazing. Or like Baby Driver where all the, the sound soundtracks are amazing, which so especially with the, like even comes through with Last Night in Soho, which is not necessarily about music, but it heavily has music oh, in it. Great soundtrack. I, yeah, I, listen, I was listening to that one for a while and Spotify. Oh yeah, no, I that's what I'm always excited. I'm like, I know I'm gonna get an awesome soundtrack anytime I watch Edgar Wright because he's just a lover of music, which is awesome. Think of how cool uh, his Ant Man soundtrack would have been. That probably would have been sweet. Um, but yeah, so I was pretty hyped going into it. I was a little intrigued because this is a lot farther away from anything he's done previously. You know, to go to psychological thriller, but I'm like, okay, he always has like a a lot of flair for his movies. So I was excited to go see it. And honestly, I was excited. Uh, the ending got a little iffy for me for a second, uh, but he, they brought it back. So I'm like, oh, thank God. Cause I'm like, if they had gone like a certain direction that it, they, it almost seemed like they were going to go at the very end. I was like, are they really going to fucking fuck this movie over? <laughs> but honestly, I overall, I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I, am personally a fan of like psychological thrillers especially like someone's descent into madness you know i think that's very interesting and i thought it was done really well and honestly yeah i had a great time like child and i went to go see it and she said she liked it she didn't love it but she liked it um and yeah i don't i i didn't feel let down by the movie whatsoever yeah, so I, I had no idea what I was getting into. I mean, I'd seen the trailers. They don't give a lot away in the trailer, which is good. That's what I appreciate, trailers like that. So yeah, did not know what I was getting into. Yeah, I'd seen a few of Edgar Wright's past projects like Baby Driver and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Um, uh, what was the zombie one? Shaun of the Shaun Dead. Shaun of the Dead, yeah. seen that one. So, so, so I, you know, familiar with his work. Um, yeah was looking forward to it not quite as much as daniel but still looking forward to it and yeah it was i'll say i was not disappointed i'll 
I'll just say that offhand. I was not disappointed whatsoever. Had a good time. <laughs> well, like, I, I just wasn't sure what I was getting into. But yeah, it turned out to be a psychological horror film. Thriller horror. But uh, yeah, I mean, what I liked though is um, we took our time getting to the insanity, I guess, at the end. It w- wasn't just dumped on you. Like we took our time to get there. And I appreciated that. We built this world up a little bit. You know, it's like a girl in a new city kind of thing. We start out with that. She wants to go to school for fashion design. And yeah, just from there, it just things slowly build up. But yeah, we, I loved going back in time into the 60s. That was a lot of fun. It was yeah, I was very... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say like, yeah, the pacing is actually really good. Like, yeah, you're right. It like slowly builds up until the breaking point and then it just all falls apart and then you have this big like ending you know which i thought was really good yeah you're right that i didn't even mention that but the pacing i thought was really good um and it's only two hour movie so like it didn't over like it had a nice tight like everything in there like made sense um what was gonna say but yeah the pacing was good and god i lost my other thought so go ahead jordan well, yeah, as in the, the pacing was good. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think pacing, music, acting. I, I thought both the main actresses were great in this film. Everybody who was on screen acting, like, especially like, uh, whatever his name is, Matt Smith, I think it's his name, who plays, yeah, Matt Smith, who plays Jack, he was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Anya Taylor Joy was incredible. Which I'm glad we got to see her in something good because last time we talked about her was that Mutants movie. Right. Well, you know, and I'm still not super familiar with her work. Like, I didn't even realize until somebody told me that she was the one in Queen's Gambit. Doesn't even look recognizable to me until mm-hmm. you, like, just know. I guess because yeah. I'm more familiar with her as a blonde and then she's a redhead with short hair. I don't know. But, you know, so Shiloh's seen a lot more of her stuff and she said she's really good in all the other things she's seen her in. Well, we agree, that she, we agree that she was the best part of that whole mutants movie. She <laughs> even had the best power set, the most interesting. It just was all squandered on a bad movie. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, that movie was garbage, hot garbage, but she but, was at least decent in it. Honestly, like, and I just get, some of my favorite parts are like, well, at least for the first couple, uh, was um, like the flashback scenes were some of the most compelling of the movie, had the uh, that nice 60s soundtrack in there. But also just like... I do love when she first goes into the world. First thing she comes out of the alley seeing is a Thunderball poster. Yeah. I know why I love that. <laughs> I mean, but also it's just so interesting. Like, I got so lost in those scenes that when it went back to, like, present day, it was like, oh, holy shit. Like, I had to readjust because I just got so lost in the fantasy, I guess, which is amazing. Like, I got lost in the fantasy that I kind of, like, when we went back, I'm like, oh, wait, right. What's happening in the real world right now? Okay, okay. Like took me a second to read like it like beauty school it, trying to fit in, <laughs> you know. So honestly, roommate's, like, a, roommate's a jackass. <laughs> yeah, I could see like I could definitely see if people don't. I mean, I also dropped in. I'm like, holy shit! This movie became a lot more like just from he's like, oh, it it goes from fantasy to like dark fantasy by like Vision too. Because then we get like, oh, now you're gonna be sex trafficked. I'm like oh fuck and just like how when when that realization like sets in for sandy and just like she's trying to get away she just sees all this all shit happening behind the scenes she's like realizing she's like oh shit i'm fucked i made a bad like 
I'm stuck. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like, it's very, it was very jarring. And I wasn't expecting that. Because again, I didn't know a lot going into the movie. I saw the first trailer, which didn't give a lot away. And I already knew I was going to go see the movie. So I just didn't. Didn't watch any more trailers. So did yeah, you see that? None like, the trailers really gave anything away. Good. I mean. Which is good. good. So that means there's potential hope that there will be Tobey Maguire in the next Spider-Man. We will see. But seriously, like, I just wasn't expecting how, like, I was expecting dark. I wasn't expecting how dark and how messed up things were going to get. Like, this movie's pretty heavy. It definitely, I didn't even realize it was rated R. And then when I got in there, I'm like, this movie's definitely rated R. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I realized that either. (laughs) I think I thought for sure it's for PG-13. And then, yeah, I saw these, like, R elements. I'm like, oh, this is R. Well, I forgot Baby Driver's rated R, too. Is it? I guess so. Yeah. Well, honestly, I I really enjoyed the movie. I definitely enjoyed um, the story. The acting was on point. Um, Everybody's acting was incredible. Um, And the soundtrack, always good with Edgar Wright. Always can at least walk away with an amazing soundtrack to listen to for days afterwards. Oh, heck yeah. And I definitely want to see this again, too. Maybe in theater still if it goes to the second run. But yeah, I think I would see this again in theaters before it's gone for good. Well, not gone for good, but you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Out of theaters. But, but yeah. yeah. But yes, overall, great acting, great soundtrack. Uh, I did like the psychological ride we went on, but overall, I enjoyed myself. Oh, absolutely. Again, loved it. Loved, like, thought it was a great movie. Would definitely not recommend it to everybody who's like maybe sensitive to like the material that it deals with. Well, so funny you, you mentioned that. Okay. I met this couple and I was like, no, what are you, what are you up to tonight? Well, we just left the movies. We ended up leaving early. I'm like, oh, what? and I'm thinking like, this is like after Eternals came out to him. I'm like, oh, Eternals? Like, I'm thinking, shoot, maybe the rooms are true. Maybe it's not that good. I'm like, what movie did you see? And we just saw the, uh, the last night in Soho. I'm like, Oh, okay. So so when when what part did you leave? Because I, I saw that movie too. And she's like, Well, yeah, we left around. I mean, the way what did she describe? Like we left around when the girls started killing everybody. So basically like 10 minutes before the movie ended. Which at that point I'm like, well, we might as well just stuck around to the end. Because you had 10 minutes to go. But when the girl was killing everybody, those vigils. And it turns out I guess she uh used to be a uh prostitute herself so she said she basically she said yeah it, stuff was in too home too, too home for me and i didn't need a i didn't need a uh reminder of the last 20 years of my life yeah i mean <laughs> again i would totally understand that if somebody walked out of me was like, like uh, i, I lived like, through even something remotely similar i'd be like yeah totally fair <laughs> like it's it's a great story but if you have a close like like something that relates to that i'd be like yeah i wouldn't want to yeah. relive that either well, Sandy didn't. Well, she she didn't. Have to, she didn't. Wasn't a part of all, any of the killing stuff. Just the uh, well, right, obvious. Well, the prostitution part of it. But yeah, it was just pretty funny. Like, uh, just how casual she was. Like, I, I didn't need. A, I didn't need a reminder of the last twenty years of my life. I'm like, eh, that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That that is interesting. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. Also, I guess we didn't mention it, but I very much enjoyed the twist at the end too. That did work for me. Same. Yeah, that worked for me as well. Yeah, I guess overall, if I were to grade this out, I think I'd give it a B plus overall. Not a perfect movie, 
but it's definitely different than anything Edgar Wright has ever done. But I still enjoyed myself and was just, again, had a good time. I was along for the ride and I definitely want to see this again. So, yeah, I would say B plus and and a seven out of 10 on the entertainment scale. I don't know. I'd give it a solid A, not A plus, not A minus, just solid A. It was a great movie. Uh, I enjoyed it through and through. I enjoyed the soundtrack, loved the acting. Like it was just a, it's a movie. And unfortunately, you don't get to see just a solid movie anymore, usually. So being one of your most anticipated, did it meet expectations? Oh yeah, I think it definitely met my expectations. I don't know if it exceeded it. It definitely exceeded my what I expected from the movie. I, I forget where you had this on your list. I, I know I had it on my list somewhere. I, I think I had it at number one, if not just like, it was top three for sure, but it was either one or two, but I'm pretty sure it was number one. It was number eight for me. But... Yeah. Uh, Looking at my list I think here. it was more exciting because I'm like, yeah, it's Edgar Wright's next to me, but it's also supposed to be like a horror movie. So I'm just like, oh, he hasn't done one of those. And I'm excited to see what that looks like. like let's do it. Look so. here. Man. <laughs> Got yes, I did not feel disappointed by the movie whatsoever. Man, two of my movies, my top 10 anticipated for this year, two of them have been pushed to next year. And we still got one to go, The Matrix. So otherwise, yep. I've seen all my anticipated for this year. Okay, all right. Well, Jordan, you ready to move on to our next movie? Yes. That is our conclusion for Last Night in Soho. Let's move on here and talk some Wes Anderson. So Wes Anderson has a new film out, Daniel. Yes, I know. The French Dispatch. The French Dispatch, written and directed by Wes Anderson, starring Owen Wilson. A plethora of people. Yeah, you have Benicio del Toro, Adrian Brody, uh, Tilda Swinton, uh, Leah, I can never pronounce her last name, Sadoops, from uh, No Time to Die and Spectre, Francis McDormand, Timothy Chalamet. Jeffrey Wright, Bill Murray, Owen Wilson, yeah. <laughs> Henry Winkler, the, the Fonz was in the movie. Oh, yeah, he was. Willem Dafoe, Christoph Waltz. Yeah, just the list goes on. I mean, there were a ton of people. Even Ed Norton made an appearance. Like, oh, yeah, when he, I didn't have no clue he was in this movie. When he made an appearance, I was like, holy shit. But yeah, what a cast. Um, yeah, you know, I went into this movie knowing almost nothing about it whatsoever. Like, I think all I saw was the trailer, or not even a trailer for it, just the poster for it. No trailer. And I think I kind of had a brief, kind of sort of knew what the premise was. Just went in completely open-minded, sat down, and I had a great time. First off, I was the only one in my theater last night when I saw this. Nobody Lucky. else there. I'm sitting in the center back, just enjoying myself, laughing my ass off at certain parts. Just having a good time. But yeah, The French Dispatch. This film, I thought, was just right at the bat, just, just awesome. I, I loved the style of it. I just loved everything, how it would go back and forth between black and white. I loved the side-scrolling cinematography quite a bit. That, that got me. The inserted animation here and there was great. The mm-hmm. score was just awesome. I love the score so much to this. But yeah, I just liked this because it just felt different. And I'm a big fan of just different. 
<laughs> yeah. So yeah, I I gotta say I had a good time. I went and watched this last night. I had a good time. And yeah, I really have nothing negative to say about this movie, really. Yeah, I don't think I, I think the timing was perfect too. Same with I we didn't mention this, I think last night, Soho. Great pacing. The timing was perfect. Like it didn't go, it didn't overstay its welcome, which I appreciate too. Same with this movie here. But yeah, I I just had a I had a good time watching it. Daniel, your thoughts. <laughs> Okay, I mean, going in, I had watched the trailer, like, feels like forever ago. Like, whatever teaser trailer, I'm like, oh, I like the look of this. I like the feel of it. You know, Wes Anderson, like, I don't, like, they're usually, like, decent for me. But, like, I don't know. I haven't seen one that I'm like, wow, I love this. You know, like, we watched the thrombones. What are they? The thrombones? The the Royal Tenenbaums? The Royal Tenenbaums, yeah. We watched that. I'm like, this is fun, but, like, weird and, like, kind of, like, not super, super enjoy. I mean, acting was good, but just like, I don't know. And then... Uh, Enjoyable movie. I forgot what the other one was that we watched. Rushmore? Yes, that was our... Yeah, which first, also was, a, was another... Our first movie of this, this, this... Anyway. I don't know, like, which is another, like, kind of interesting movie, like, kind of weird. But honestly, so far, I, I'm, I don't know if I've seen any other of his movies. Well, I definitely have seen The Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, but honestly, like this, uh, this is probably my most, like the most Wes Anderson movie that I enjoy, the or sorry, the Wes Anderson movie that I enjoyed the most. Uh, I definitely like, yeah, I was excited to go see it. Uh, I was one of two people in my theaters, you know. <laughs> so Not it wasn't just bad. me. It was almost just me. Uh, yeah, it's unfortunate it too because I feel like more people need to get out there and see this movie. Uh, honestly, yes. like I loved the, yeah, like I said, I loved everything about it. I loved like. The animation parts of it were great. Uh, I did the car, the car chase it, like, animation was just that cracked me up. Yeah, I mean it dropped. It went from scene or like from like black and white to color, and I you didn't even the... like it wasn't even super jarring either. They did a really good job with it. Oh, totally. Um, the transitions just felt natural. And honestly, the overall structure of the movie I thought was incredibly clever for like it being about a newspaper and the. Uh, and the writers for the newspaper and I loved how because there's multiple different sections of the movie that are just different supposed to be different sections of the uh, the French dispatch newspaper and you could tell which sections were going to be longer or shorter because the section that you were in had a page number and a through page mm-hmm. so for the shorter ones it's like oh from page one to four and that was like Owen Wilson's little ride through the city was whimsical but like a short part of the movie because it's only like four pages but then yeah. you knew like the uh the Benicio del Toro like the arts and politics section was really long and that was one of the longer sec- stretches of the movie and you could tell by the page length you know so you kind of had an idea of how long each section is going to be just from the the beginning of it and honestly I thought that was super clever and I really loved that like how like, how are we going to tie all these little stories together? Well, make it just the sections of newspaper. So technically, you have, like, a start and a finish in just, like, a crazy way. I mean, I love the Timothy Chalamet, Francis McDermott uh, one. I think that was probably... Mm, it's hard to tell. I liked the Benicio del Toro one with the art. My, probably that was, def- was my that favorite. That was my favorite. Yeah. It was, it was one of the longer ones, and obviously it was one of the stronger ones. Uh, but that and the Francis McDermott, Timothy the, Chalamet one. The cinematography in that one was great. 
And there's moments that just crack me up. I just love the chemistry between um, Benito del Toro and uh, God, why do I butcher her name? Uh, let me see. It's like Sido or something. I call her James Bond's love interest. <laughs> uh, Leah, Leah, Leah Sido. Leah Sido. Yes. Between Simone. Him. And Leah Sado, her Simone character, I just love their chemistry. I just everything was just great in that one. I just I, there's so many funny moments. My one of my fair parts is when the guys insult him, and it cuts to him chasing him in a wheelchair. Yeah, just I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> just so funny. Oh man, yeah, I don't know. There's just so much to love. Like honestly, this felt a lot more whimsical than some of the other movies that I've seen by him. And like I said, this is definitely my favorite Wes Anderson movie. I do would love to see this again in theaters. I'm definitely going to get this when it comes out though. Cause I, I, I just love the structure of it. Like, yeah, Wes Anderson always wows you in a very Wes Anderson way. Like, so to have the structure of the movie be the structure of a newspaper. I love that. That really, really works for me. And that was one of the things that like when it happened right off the bat, I'm like, I'm definitely going to love this. And especially because after each article, it flashes back to the newspaper. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. These people are in this thing. Like, I kind of forget. You kind of forget where what happened before, what happened after until like the section closes out, which mm-hmm. I love. I love just getting I got lost in this movie. And that was what made it so fun and exciting. Yeah. Well, and just how about the score, too? great score all throughout i very enjoyed this gave this this unique energy to the to the uh movie i guess it's hard to explain but just, yeah i i loved it though um yeah the owen wilson bike bits were funny especially when he goes down the subway thing <laughs> i did love that uh that cracked me up just the, but yeah i just trying to think of some fun moments and some fun parts oh not um, Edgar Wright. what's his name the yeah i mean i think that and oh jeffrey wright's jeffrey wright's story was great too i thought i yeah that was probably one of my favorite ones because i love that goes from like goes from him like he's a famous writer being interviewed on a tv show and then as he's talking it's showing like the story that he wrote about and i just thought that was hilarious it was clever it was fun like it's I love that one too. I think I think that might actually have been my favorite one. It was a close second for me. I think I still like Benicio del Toro's art artist one the best, but that was definitely a close second with Jeffrey Wright's character. I yeah, it's a what was it called? The uh, Roebuck? Was that his character's name? Roebuck Wright. Roebuck Wright. Mm-hmm. And also, is that the one that had the Quantum of Solace guy in it? Uh, looks like it's a commissioner. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one. That's good. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, when did Henry Wrangler's uh, Uncle Joe show up? I'm, I can't remember seeing him for some reason. I have no idea. I, I have some of these like I didn't even recognize Tilda Swinton until I saw it because she was the curator, right? The one talking about the Simone pieces. Yeah, I didn't even realize that was her. Yeah, I didn't recognize her either. Um, well, the guy that plays Flash Thompson in the Tom Holland Spider-Man, he was in it. Didn't rec- remember seeing him at all. 
I, I did love uh, we talk, talked about it a second ago. I did I did love uh, Edward Norton. Did not see him in being in this at all, and that was great when he showed up. It was great. Christoph Waltz showed up in the Timothy Chalamet short, which again I love because he's just like, oh, what's your what are you protesting <laughs> that we're not allowed in the girls' dorms? Ah, okay. And you have a manifesto? Yes, of course. Can oh, I edit I it? Sure. That that shot of a uh, Timothy. Coming out of the tub, just like his, holding his crotch, holding his, his chunk paper, and he he away. running away it was so funny. No, uh, I don't know. Like, I, it's such a weird movie. Like, it's just kind of like you got to see it to yeah, understand. It's hard, it's hard to explain. Almost like you just have to see it, kind of thing. And I, I mean, it's, I really want to go see it again. Like, I feel like there's so much I missed that I'll get the second time around. I feel like I it is one of those that too. the more you watch it, the more you realize, and you, the more you notice yeah and, and honestly yeah i don't know and it's kind of weird for like me to say like an hour this movie was like an hour and a half long but it felt longer than an hour and a half and not in a bad way though like because some of these like i especially going in you're like it's an hour, hour 47 minutes yeah i mean that's and I, I stayed through the credits and everything like i just wanted to enjoy everything i could <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, like it felt a little long and like, but not like, cause I'm like, dude, this is an hour and a half. And I feel like I've seen so much. Like, I can't believe they fit all this in, in this amount of time. It feels like I've been here for like two hours, like in a good way though. I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it just feel like they shove so much in, they have so much stuff going on that it feels like there's no way I've only been here for an hour and a half. I don't know. I, I honestly, I really love this. I wasn't expecting to like be blown away and love it, but I was definitely curious about the movie. I wasn't. Here. I kind of went in like, oh, yeah, new Sanderson movie, kind of casual about it. Because I honestly, I'm honestly, I've not seen um, what are his, some of his last ones. I still to this day have not seen the boot Grand Budapest Hotel. I'm not sure why. I've heard nothing but great things about it in Moonrise Kingdom. I've not seen those two. But, you know, we kind of dipped into some of his earlier stuff like a year ago. And, yeah, this this just felt like he's kind of, like, found himself now. And the Fantastic Mr. Fox, too, that's a great one. But, yeah, I want to go back and watch his whole library now. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot. And, yeah, I have not watched nearly all of it. I mean, we watched Rushmore, The Royal Tenenbaums. Still haven't seen The Life Aquatic. I don't know. Um, Still I've seen that. Fantastic Mr. Fox, obviously. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm more curious. Like, it's really a hit or miss. Like I, like I said, this was the most fun I've actually had watching one of his movies. Yeah, I think that means he's just also matured as a director. Not that he has. Well, I don't know. Is that a, is that the right way to say? Because I mean, Rushmore's still pretty mature. I mean, it is. It's just I don't know. He he always, he has a he has a style. I mean, there none of his movies are actually in the same style. Like they feel Wes Anderson-y, but they all have different styles. And I just think this particular style that he chose for this movie really hit with me. It really resonated. Just really worked. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's good. Yeah, it's, I'm glad we get to talk about two movies today that were with just two amazing, talented directors, Edgar Wright and Wes Anderson. And it's just, yeah, both of them are just so amazing and so talented. But yeah, if I had to grade this one out, I think I give this one definitely a solid A potentially a plus maybe upon rewatch i think the more you see it the better it gets so but i'm gonna at least for sure a solid a i'd say eight out of ten for entertainment too i mean it was very very entertaining and maybe it's one of those things that just gets funnier too the more you watch it 
honestly uh i'm gonna give it like a plus like i think eight nine out of ten like i just love the structure loved the vignettes love the in-between bumpers where you go back to the french dispatch and they're just kind of like quipping with each other like i loved everything about this movie i love the whimsicalness of it and i loved the different stories that it told and i thought it like told it in the best like a in an extremely clever way and i just everything about this movie really worked for me right i'm trying to think of some funny let's think of some funny moments or scenes um before we close this out Definitely. I mean, I loved I, I, the art gallery scene was just hilarious to me. Yeah. How when they find out it's on prison walls, like, well, how, how can we sell? What? What? What the fuck? We can't just take it because it's a fucking they're like, it's a federal. Oh, yeah. When they d- go in and they have a bribe counter of how much money they bribe just to get into where they are. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really funny. I love the I love the one with the police captain's son getting kidnapped by Ed Norton. Hilarious. The, um, that animation video was hilarious especially when they're going down an alley with like the multiple um swerves yeah <laughs> could have just been straight but instead it's curved like crazy well yeah it's curved like crazy then they do an on foot chase that goes all the yeah, way like around. the olympian man on the car hood the whole time too yeah like it goes all the way around the, the strongman actually drops off for a little bit like as they're running around and then they just go all the way around they apparently circle all the way back to their car. They jump back in their car, and then the strongman jumps back on the hood of the car. Then they take off again. Uh, that that just had me rolling. I was laughing so much at that part. It also cracked me up because it was just like, uh, I mean, I love that, and just like the, okay, well, my it's dinner time. Can we send our chef up with his helper to cook dinner for all of you and my son? He must be hungry, and we've already eaten. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and they just have them like, oh, well, we poisoned you. Hilarious. Yeah. Ah, so good. I'm trying to think of some other funny favorite parts. Um, gosh. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just like it was all good, and there's just so much that happened that it's also kind of like it flashed back, but also just you can really enjoy it. I mean, I loved how. I love when Francis McDermott was kind of like talking to Timothy Chalamet's character and his love interest. I forget her name, but they're like, well, you're like, oh, why is this in the manifesto? Well, I mean, I wrote that. And she's like, doesn't sound like you. It's like, well, I mean, she she proofread it and gave me notes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're protesting. I mean, they're like, yeah, it meant it embodied more of a movement, but their initial protest was like, well, the boys aren't allowed in the girls' dormitory. That's fucking bullshit. I I, I just really like there that. that scene like, with all the all the 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 guys on the bunk beds. That scene. Oh yeah, yeah, that was also really good. That was cool. Which that felt more like an old school play, black and white scene too um yeah did del toro's character painting simone that being in black and white just really fit yeah that was really cool um gosh yeah i i will say i went from like being a casual sanderson viewer to like oh yeah no that's good movies to an actual fan with this movie like i would say i'm a wes anderson fan now nice and yeah i definitely I do want to go back and rewatch his library and just take it all in, see Moonrise Kingdom, see the Grand Budapest Hotel. 
again two movies i've heard great things about just never saw i even i still haven't seen isle of dogs either the little stop motion animation they did. i still need to see that too i never got around to seeing that dude i do love the fantastic mr fox though that was great i do need to rewatch that movie because the last time i watched it i was a lot younger yeah probably more appreciated now i don't know oh i'm sure i would <laughs> last night in soho the french dispatch two movies that we both recommend check them out yeah both aren't gonna be in theaters much longer so definitely see them go see them in second run theaters yeah soho i'm gonna probably wait to see again on blu-ray or you know when it goes to streaming services dispatch i think i am going to try to make an effort to go see again theaters though like i thought this movie was fantastic and again i think it's only going to get better the more time you see it yeah i'd say so well i think that wraps it up here that is our review of last night soho and the friends dispatch we did it double feature double feature daniel where can they find us they can find us online on instagram and twitter on movies underscore brews and you know let us know what you thought last night in soho and the french dispatch two movies we recommend that's right thank you everybody for downloading the show if you like it share it with others we're going to be that next week fighting ghosts because we're going to be checking out the new ghostbusters afterlife i ain't afraid of no ghost i ain't afraid of no ghost can't wait anyway yeah can't wait for that one all right well again thanks everyone and we'll talk to you next week cheers cheers <laughs>